amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is time for the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here on awesomeo.com. Of course, I am Jason. Read all of his all his information over awesomeo.com. Phil, how you doing this morning, man? Hey, Phil, you uh Hey, Phil, you should uh you should have me, man. Here we go, Phil. Phil, a little low here on the machine. I had to had to boost that audio up a little bit, but it's there now, man. So, how you doing this afternoon, man? Concerted effort to. Uh just play with your your microphone and your volume levels it is it is uncanny it is, it is amazing i don't know if you can hear me now hopefully you can hear me now yes yeah it's a little loud in my ears but uh yeah for whatever reason i do not know why it, it always it's at the start of the show every week yep. then i do the mma show it's no problem at all give this man an apple give this man an apple well, I, I will tell you this. The one thing I have have learned is just have the device properties open up here on the second screen so I know if we have any issues. There we go. <laughs> you, you, you live and learn with, with that aspect. But, uh, man, uh, you know, obviously we, we've got the Bass Pros Shops Night Race. I thought that was an interesting nickname. We, we put Night Race at the end of the name. But, uh, you know, coming up here tonight, uh, of course, we're here to uh, break this one down for you. Uh, first off, uh, reading some of the content you had over at awesomeo.com, you mentioned about, you know, while from a DFS aspect, it may not mean much in terms of how you view in, in roster construction, but you mentioned about how, about Matty D and Blaney, how basically they need wins tonight. They need wins to advance to the next playoff stage of where they can potentially go from here. So kind of talk about, uh, you know, obviously the, I guess, motivation would be one way to put it, but, uh, what's kind of your thoughts in in rostering these guys knowing what they're uh going into tonight right um like if you just play nascar dfs and you don't give a flying flip about 
NASCAR itself and its structure and how it does does playoffs. You might be a little confused by all this all this talking. But the, the simplest way I can put it is since 2000, basically 2004, NASCAR went to a, a, a playoff structure and they've tinkered with it. They, they, they continually tinkered with it because it didn't matter what they did. Jimmy Johnson kept winning the championship, so they had to find some new way to try to keep Jimmy from winning it. And in 2014, they went to this, this structure where the top 12 in, in their, 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 uh, their points make the playoffs. And then after three races, you kick out four drivers from that championship 12 and then it goes down to eight and we'll repeat this mm-hmm. we'll repeat this process until we get down to the, the the final race where we only have four drivers that are competing for the championship so off the bat here at darlington and richmond maddie and blaney haven't exactly um they, they haven't put themselves in a position to win needless to say they both have had lackluster finishes they sit 15th and 16th and points, they are 20, about 25, 26 points behind the final transfer spot, which right now belongs to uh, Clint Boyer sitting in 12th. They've got their work cut cut out for them. They are basically in such such a hole that, like you said, they have to win this race or there's got to be some kind of cataclysmic wreck where all of these guys that are kind of like 8th through 12th wreck out finish last and then Matt and Blaney can can work their way forward you know you're 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 wait you're kind of waiting on a bunch of unlikely scenarios if, if that's going to happen so these guys have to be aggressive they've said as much this week Blaney said in an interview that if you're slower than me don't expect me to be nice on my way around you I am going to I am going to make a move and I'm and I'm going to work my way forward so we know that there is definitely motivation for these two two guys Last year in this race, Matt driving for the 95 car nearly won this race. He was just a few laps short of, of winning before Denny Hamlin passed him. And Blaney continually shows up to this track and leads gobs of leads gobs of laps. So we know that it's it's you know it's in his range to definitely lead laps, not if not win. So these are two contenders, two guys who need to put together a win to to advance to the next round. Man, that, that comment right there about how he is going to pass you. Don't don't thank me to play Mr. Nice Guy. I love that. Now I want to root for the guy just because of that. I love that attitude. Exactly. Uh, you know, obviously with 500 laps tonight, uh, you wrote about this, of uh, that it is going to be how many dominators you may need in this one. You mentioned, like, look, the, you know, three, maybe even four dominators you could get in there. So kind of how is that playing into your advice in terms of roster construction? Yeah, you know, the, the way that – these dominators fall. I mean, at, at the very minimum, you're looking at two. That's kind of what we had in the in the spring race. Uh, and, I, and I made a point of realizing this. Like, if you're just box score hunting and you look at past optimal lineups, you're going to get a bad idea because in that race, towards the end, the, the optimal lineup changed several times over because of wrecks that happened to Denny Hamlin and then a, a, a wreck that happened to, to Chase Elliott. I mean... We could have potentially, if everything would have fallen in place, Denny wins that. Denny wins that race, doesn't get passed with ten laps to go. We're potentially looking at a four dominator lineup, but in the end, it turned into a, a two dominator lineup with Brad and Kyle, and then a bunch of place different place differential ladder. So, at the very minimum, we're looking at we're looking at two. 
And at the max, yeah, I mean, we could possibly see a four dominator build with two pump plays. It is definitely possible. We've seen it in the past year at Bristol. So, you know, on the on the lower end, on the on the cash end, you're probably looking at two. But for your tournament builds, you could you could tell yourself a story where you make four. Is your thought process different when you're thinking about cash versus GPP? Yeah, because I mean. This is a tough race trying to nail all four of the of the the top lap leaders because you know in the end we probably will see at least four drivers lead ten percent or more of this race. But nailing who those drivers are, it's it's always a it's always a tough uh, a tough fight. I mean, me personally, Bristol always wrecks me. Like I I always lose lose money regardless of what Bristol race it is, what year it is. I will always lose money at this race because I. You know, I end up not not being able to project who those who those different drivers are. You know, sometimes we have these crazy scenarios where guys that you wouldn't project to lead laps whatsoever end up finding their way to the lead and sit on the lead, like a you know, like a Clint Boyer or like uh, Matt D. Benedetto uh, la- last year. So, you know, on on the safer end, I want to go with two for cash, the two drivers that I feel like I can safely project to lead the most laps. But then for tournaments. You know, it's it's really just a bunch of playing around with lineups and trying to find different combinations of these guys. Yeah, I'll tell you when I was I was looking at the big GPs GPPs on, on both sites, DraftKings and FanDuel. The thing that stuck out to me is if you're looking for the bigger prize, it's definitely on the DraftKings side of things at the 50k for their big GPP. Where I want to say it was 10k on FanDuel. I want to say uh, in terms of, of their big GPP. So if you're if you're chasing those big money, is DraftKings is, is where to be today. Yeah, and you know that's that's where we worry more about these about these dominators. So, and in terms of uh, let's let's get right into tier one here. We've got Denny Hamlin uh, in this tier. Of course, he's uh, the highest, uh, the most expensive driver on DraftKings. He is twelve thousand. Kevin Harvick eleven thousand six hundred. Brad Kozlowski, who you've wrote about this week a lot, he's eleven thousand two hundred. Chase Elliott ten thousand seven hundred. Kyle Busch. 10,400 and Martin Truex Jr. at 10,000 and uh, the driver who has the worst starting position in this tier is Kyle Busch starting in the nine spot. Yeah. Um, this is probably, this is your premier range of where you're looking for potential, uh, potential dominators at, uh, but before we got on, I looked at Alex's top driver tool and I think, I'm pretty sure that everybody except for one of these drivers, like three of your top four potential dominators, Alex has projected coming from this, uh, coming from this group. Start off with Denny, twelve thousand. It's expensive, but remember we have five hundred laps, so I mean, there, there are definitely inroads for for Denny paying off this salary. You go back to the to the spring race, late spring, early early uh, early June, whatever you consider. Uh, the last Sunday in, in May, and Denny was the was was the best driver. He led the most laps. Uh, I believe he led 130, 131 on the day. He was 10 laps away from winning this race. You know, he ended up getting getting passed. But even when he got passed, Joey Logano put his uh, you know his his rear fender into Denny's tire, cut it down, and and Denny's day was was over from that over from that point. Um, Basically, in this same race last year, Denny ended up ended up winning. Denny's run really well here. You know, we always know when it comes to Joe Gibbs, the short track package is amazing. They always do extremely well. 
Um, you, you kind of worry like what we've seen recently of, of Denny, like he, he's finishing well, but he's not exactly, you know, a guy that you would consider a, a potential, um, a potential dominator. Like if I look at his, uh, look at these, these finishes, you know, 13th at, at the, uh, at the, at the, uh, at the Darlington, Darlington race, um, Denny is a, is a tough cookie because I want exposure, exposure to Denny, but God, I, I really like what I can do with my lineups when I go cheaper with Brad, with Chase, with Kyle, you know, when we go down the, the tier, those, those, those other guys. Um, I think on the, probably on the, on the safer end, Denny is more than likely going to find his, going to find his way to the, to the lead, but I don't know if I can project him to be the top uh, lap leader tonight. You know, we, uh, by the way, if you do have any questions, you can hit those up in the premium Slack counter in the NASCAR channel. Also, leave it on YouTube, or you can tweet at me at Jason underscore Floyd. Got, got a couple of uh, tweets already in here. Uh, in question in relation to this tier one of, of drivers. Uh, first, uh, a question that was related to. Well, we got, we got two questions about stacking two Penske boys. Uh, one was with Chase Elliott. Another one was just in general of stacking two Timsky, two Penske drivers. You know, you could you could very well find yourself playing all of the Penske drive Penske drivers tonight, just because they've all you know they've all been really kind of they've all done well here at at Bristol. Uh, whatever race notes that. Pinsky has in general towards Bristol they've worked they've worked well um it's hard not to go with Brad Brad has been you know has been excelling we saw what he did last week at at a at Richmond he's on he's on the pole you look at the 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 race trends I highlighted this in the in the article but if you have the race sheets and you go look at the uh the the start finish heat map Mm -hmm. and you look at who's done the best the pole sitter Best average finish, 3.4, three of the last seven wins, averaging 118.3 laps led, 39.7 fastest laps, 88.86 DraftKings points. I mean, the pole sitter has done extremely well here at Bristol. And the, the only question is, can I see Brad being a potential dominator or perhaps even the top dominator from this position? And the answer is yes. You know, this is the same tire package that they ran in that in that May race. Brad ended up leading. Let me look here at the. Yeah, Brad ended up leading 115 laps that that day from from the pole position. Yeah, his his average his average position on the race was seventh. So he kind of fell back when he didn't have clean air on his side. But I mean, we're in the same position that we were in that race. Starting on the pole, can he lead? And the the, the answer is yes. You're gonna if you're looking to stack the stack the drivers. Joey, he's in the he's definitely in the consideration starting starting second. Um, you throw Blaney in there as a potential dominator. Blaney, like I said, he continues to lead laps at this at this track, but his finishes have been pretty pretty subpar. And we talked about Matt. Matt needs a good finish. He needs to win. He's underpriced at 80, 8100. His price is a little up there on on FanDuel, but he's got place differential. We know he needs to get to the get to the front. I will say, if this is something you're considering, this is only for DraftKings. I would not throw that out for for, for FanDuel. 
uh, Dustin, who had the, the question about uh, how high are we are on a team Penske stack, also asked for what's your take on Kyle Busch. Kyle is the the driver that 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 I want to slam in lineups, but like like I said, th- this is a race that you don't go crazy like I did last week at at Richmond, where you just hammer ownership across the across the board. I mean, that ended up being a super green race. They did not have a single real life caution. The only yellow flags they had last week at Bristol were for the stage breaks. That is not what you're going to see in this in this race tonight. It is going to be caution filled. There are going to be people moving other people out of the out of the way in the in the corners. You're going to see pileups. I mean, you will you will see a bevy of of yellow flags tonight. So, I don't want to go crazy on ownership, but if I did, it would be it would be Kyle. Kyle's, you know, Kyle has been magnificent at Bristol in his in his career. He has tons of wins. Look at the last three years he's got three wins in those in those three years uh five five top five finishes he's averaging the most laps led averaging the the most fastest laps during that time uh got the got the best driver rating i mean everything across the board that he could that he could rank in he either has the number one or he's got the number two uh, ranked during that time the only question that we continue to have with kyle is how is he going to fare without any practice well we saw in the spring race without practice, although it took a while for Kyle to get to the lead, he eventually got to the lead and he led over a hundred laps. Well, we've got those race notes, Adam, uh, Adam Alexander, Kyle, his, his crew chief. I keep confusing him with a, with a Fox uh, broadcaster. His crew chief is back in the booth this week after the, after the suspension. I mean, everything is lining up for Kyle to have an amazing race and you know, it's, it's very narrative streety, but I talked about it in the in the article. They've got the Skittles wrap back on the back on the car. For, for whatever reason, maybe Kyle just really loves a good bag of Skittles, but he does so well in when when Skittles is the main sponsor. And I mean, it's it's not crazy. I linked to what Kyle's done at Bristol, and you just scroll up and down, look for when Skittles has been on the hood. I mean, he is a dominator. He is winning races. It is the the craziest thing in the world. Skittles is the key. That that's what Skittles I just learned there. The Skittles crazy. is the key. Skittles unlocks Kyle Busch this weekend. A uh, question about Brad Kozlowski. This comes from uh, JJT. He says, "Can you see Brad doing a Harvick and not leading any laps after the competition the competition caution after starting on the pole?" That was coincidentally. This was a question that we had. Back in the back in the spring race, because we knew the competition was going to come, um, could Brad hold on to the to the lead following following that? And he did. I mean, he's got a good uh, pit crew. They kept him out on the they kept him out on the lead. You know, Bristol was pretty abrasive to to tires, so you you shouldn't have to worry about somebody short pitting um, or you know somebody trying to take two tires to get to get to get position over Brad and take the lead. I mean, if you've been out there that long, which I think the competition caution is going to come out around lap 60. So if you've been out there that long, your tire is going to be wore down. You're going to come in and get four tires like everybody else. I think Brad is definitely more than capable via his his pit crew of keeping that lead after the comp. 
Of course, this is the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here on AwesomeMode.com. And if you want to get access to all of the great premium tools that we have over at AwesomeMode.com, you got to sign up for an Awesome Plus NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95. This gives you full access to our leading driver projections, ownership projections, and the top driver's tool. There's never been a better time for NASCAR DFS, so get on the track today. Also, uh, we do have a bunch of uh, free premium content up at awesomeo.com today. The free premium content is the NFL Express Top Stack Tool, NBA Ownership Rankings, and MLB Ownership Projections. So you got to check out that uh, right now at awesomeo.com. And, of course, you can uh, read all of Phil's articles uh, that he has written about this week. You, you know he how much he loves Brad Kozlowski. Another guy that you have talked a lot about this week is in Tier 2. And that's Joey Logano starting in the number two spot, 9,700 on DK, 12,500 on FanDuel. Does Logano have a higher ceiling than Kozlowski? He very well could. Like the, the one thing that I worry about with with Brad is Logano is such a good restarter. Like he he is fully capable of beating Brad off the line on that initial restart and just taking the lead. From from Brad, uh, you look at Logano's recent recent runs here at at Bristol. Twenty first back in the spring, but if you remember that race, he was two laps away from winning before Chase Elliott drove into the side of him, put them both in the wall, and then he he finished back there. Sixteenth last last fall in this race, but then a third, fourth, ninth, thirteenth, and a fifth. So I mean. If nothing else, Joey's capable of bringing home a top five. It's just what is his potential as a as a dominator, and it's it's definitely there. We're we're seeing, you know, we're seeing something positive out of out of Logano because I mean, kind of during the during the summer he was just there. He was just kind of driving around, top five, top ten driver, but he definitely wasn't a guy that you were considering to to lead lead laps. And I think we're getting back in that fold. With, with Logano, if you're choosing, if you're choosing just one, my heart says go with go with Brad, but our ownership says that a lot of people are taking them both. In fact, if if you are considering that Penske stack, and you play the ownership game, you might want to get off of that because looking at ownership, it looks like a lot of people are considering the Penske stack. Yeah, there, there's another driver that's getting a lot of ownership. And I know someone had, had mentioned this question a little bit uh, earlier in chat. And when I was doing some dummy crunches before the show today, this driver was coming up a ton, a ton. And that's Jimmy Johnson. And it did not matter whether it was DraftKings or FanDuel. Did dummy crunch on both of them. Jimmy Johnson was coming up a ton. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jimmy is... The, the, the perfect jumping off point for we have a driver starting 24th with lots of with lots of place differential that's underpriced. He's only 8,600 on DraftKings, 9,400 on, on FanDuel. With that price decrease and his place differential, can he possibly outscore a, a third or fourth dominator? A fourth dominator, it's definitely within his realm to, mm. to, to do this. Um, Jimmy was in a similar position in the spring, starting in, starting in the 20s, and raced his way up into the, the top five, the top ten. And thanks to the Hamlin wreck, thanks to the Logano and Elliott wrecks, found, him, found himself in third, 
third place by the end of the end of the race and then of course in the optimal lineup so i think for cash you go your top two favorite drivers to to lead the race but then instead of trying to force in that third driver you're probably looking at getting jimmy in there because he saves you salary and he gives you such a good floor based off of that that place differential we talked a little bit about Ryan Blaney a little earlier, starting 14th, 8,800 on DK, 11,300 on FanDuel. And Philip had asked this question. He says, how high are you guys on Blaney? I, I think that if there's a driver that you are, that you're going to play to try to get a leg up on the, on the field, especially, okay. This is a this is a discussion that I didn't realize was was going on in the DFS world about people that use that use projections and lineup generators versus those who are just opening up their phone and thumbing through box scores and seeing what drivers have have done lately. Like this is something I was totally un, unaware of because I figured that in the year 2020 we had progressed that where the majority of people have moved on to projections and lineup builders, but apparently. More people than I thought are still building lineups by hand. So if the majority of people are still building lineups by hand, they're looking at Blaney's recent runs. Not not here at Bristol, but they're just looking at what he's done recently. Mm-hmm. They're looking at these finishes and they're saying, nah, I you know, I I don't think I wanna I don't think I wanna do that. In fact, even if they're looking at past Bristol history, I mean they're looking at a driver that's only averaging 37.3 DraftKings points. He's got an average start of seventh, but he's he's got an average finish near 20th over the last seven races. Uh, he finished dead last in this race in the in the spring, thanks to him spinning out and then getting hit by Ty Dillon. If there is such a thing as recency bias, this is the driver that you say, you know what? We're going to fade the noise from the field and we're going to play Blaney. He has been so good here at Bristol. He has led tons of tons of laps you go past what he did in the spring he's finished 10th he's finished fourth he's finished seventh and then he had a another wreck before that he finished 10th and then he had another wreck in the spring race in 2017 and he finished 33rd he's had bad wrecks he's bad he's been on the 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 bad end of whatever you want to call racing here at, at, at bristol i think that 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 blaney at his price at 8,800, his potential lead laps, what he's done in this in this race before, he makes an amazing play. Somebody to get over on the field of. Unfortunately, according to our ownership projections, it looks like a lot of people are going to play him with a ownership projection of 40% on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just tell you what I do is, you know, and obviously I, I Fantasy Cruncher is a great tool that I use of where I, you know, I'm doing dummy crunches just to kind of see what pops up. Let me, let me see just kind of initially. Then I'm going and looking at the, our ownership projections, and then I'm creating my own exposure list. You know, if a guy's at 40%, and if I'm going to play 150 lineups, there's no reason to have him in 100% of my lineups. Right. And, and so that's where I think as you, as, you know, people who are newer in DFS, I think as they evolve, they kind of figure out these tricks and tools. But, I mean, look, if you're a single entry player, we're, t- we're talking a different scenario. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was like I was building my MMA lineups this morning for tonight's card. And so, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a multi-entry player. So, I, you know, there was certain 
fighters that were coming up way more than others. And that's where you got to kind of figure out if you're that multiple lineup, you know, person of how do you, and plus how do you separate yourself from the field? That's all, all always the thing we're, we're looking at is no matter, no matter what sport we're talking about is what can we do to separate ourselves from everyone else that's out there? You know, because look, everyone is going to be on Brad Kozlowski. Everyone's going to be, uh, on a Joey Logano, on a Ryan Blaney. There's some other ones that are getting high ownership as well. That's where you got to take advantage of those tools, and it can really help you. I mean, look, I, I, I do I do, do some hand-building. I still do that sometimes, but I, I it would be it'd be fascinating to know if you, you went into a DraftKings or a FanDuel office, how much they could tell you how, mu- how much people are doing hand-builds as opposed to CSV uploads. Right. That would be yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, and I, I, you know, that that's part of my part of my problem is that I have been encapsulated in in this echo chamber for probably five years now. So I assume that what I and that everybody else that I write with, work with, talk with, are doing the are you know that we're all doing the same things, and thus the rest of the the, the, the public is. So I think Blaney is a is a good bet. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Against people that are going are gonna to thumb up his name and say, no, let's, let's move on. This was a, a question about stacking in NASCAR, and this comes from Hank. He says, have team stack actually been proven to be beneficial? What is the reason behind team stacking? The only times that I really ever consider team stacking, of course, one, at super speedway races, because we know the teams and the manufacturers themselves work together. But the other times are when you have races like like this, where certain certain teams just have a decided advantage on the rest of the rest of the field like their race notes their setups whatever they're doing back at their shops are just so ahead of the of the field that you almost have to consider trying to play all of those drivers to together because of the leg up that that they have uh, let's move on to uh, tier number three these are the drivers in the 7k and 6k range on DraftKings. Uh, so you got William Byron, Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Alex Bowman, Ryan Newman, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, John Nemechek, Matt Kenseth, Ty Dillon, and Chris Boucher, who is getting a good amount of ownership. I will tell you that when I was looking at it at $6,000, seems like to be that that's the guy's everyone's favorite value play in this one. We'll get into value plays here in a little bit, uh, but I know uh, we had a couple people already in the chat kind of talking about William Byron. 7900 on DK, 8800 on FanDuel. 
Yeah. Let me go back to projections here. Yeah, we've got we've got Byron at eight percent, which is preposterous. Which is preposterous. I mean, Byron has been a has been a good Bristol uh, Bristol driver in his in his own right. You look at these these finishes. He finished eighth in the in the spring. Um, we know motivation is, is is there because he needs a good finish himself to to kind of cement his way into the into the playoffs. Yeah, he's a like I don't I don't get single digits on a on a driver starting fifteenth or or worse that can hang out throughout the race, move up a couple of spots and get you place differential. Now you don't play Byron in cash. I mean that that play he has twenty five spots that he could that he could possibly lose if something happens in front of him that's you know beyond his control. But in tournaments that's a great place to great place to to go. And, you know, I don't know if the Matty D narrative is going to catch fire. We've only got Matty at 9% ownership uh, him, himself. So, you know, if people decide to go with go with that play, then, you know, Byron is a is a good uh, jumping off point. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a guy that we've, we've talked about just in terms of pricing. Um, but, you know, pricing kind of is uh, pretty, pretty spot on on both platforms. And don't want to. One of the uh, comments we got is Recky Spinhouse Jr. is going to get a top ten run tonight. Ooh, um, man, R- Ricky's numbers here of late they have they have not been pretty. Thirty fourth, thirty third, thirty third. Those are his last last three finishes. Now you know I haven't gone back and 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 watched these races in detail to try to figure out just where and what's happening to to Ricky because I mean. You can have a bunch of DNFs at Bristol and never once have them be your fault. Like you could just be the victim of circumstance and find your way into a into a pileup. But you have to you have to consider okay, what is Ricky's Ricky ceiling in this car with a twenty first place, twenty first starting position? He doesn't have that much place differential. He's really not that not that cheap. He is just you know you. you you can kind of hold out hope for a top 10 finish. Like in the last, last three years, he has a fourth and a ninth year. So, you know, when he survived attrition, he's found his way to the, to the top 10, but of late, you know, I'm just, I'm not seeing it with, with, with Ricky. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Alex Bowman starting eighth uh, is a guy that we, we pretty much talk about every week. Tyler Reddick, we know he he's on the, uh, the best friends uh, top eight list for you. Is the fat head back on the wall for this week for Tyler Reddick? Uh Tyler is a is a is a tough pickle this this week. Tyler was a victim of circumstance in that in that spring race. He was a guy that I was high on starting twenty first, and he finished thirty sixth. You know, lost all the place differential. He was definitely not a was not a good play. In fact, uh, I believe in that exact same wreck, Cole Custer got got caught up, and he finished um, he finished yeah thirty fifth. So, you know, trying and I don't want to look back at Bristol results. For for Custer, for Bell, for Reddick, because I, I don't know how much they're truly gonna gonna correlate. Because God, the, the the level of competition in in those races versus what they've got to um, today, it's it's just nowhere close. Um, starting seventeenth, he's got you know, he he's got GPP appeal on DraftKings, not not on not not on FanDuel. 
but he's probably not a guy I hate to say that's going to find his way into a, into a lot of lineups. A guy that has found a way into a lot of my lineups is Price right above him on DraftKings, and that's Bubba Wallace starting twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bubba has found a way in these in the five races that he's been in in the forty three to keep himself clean. His finishes have gone tenth, fourteenth, twentieth. He wrecked out, had a thirty eighth, but then a, but then a sixteenth. So I mean. Bubba has found a way to continually just kind of keep driving, making his way through the through the through the maze of the cars, and then bring home a you know probably around a fifteenth place finish. And I think that's what we can kind of bet on tonight. You know, we're, we're seeing low ownership on Austin Dillon, more a, a little lower on Fanduel, and I think it's probably because of that price point of ten thousand as yeah. opposed to that seventy eight hundred uh, price point. He is starting fifth though. Yeah, I I, uh, I have totally discounted Austin the last couple of weeks, and he just continues to put these great runs together. I mean, Austin was was so was so good. You know, he led a bunch of laps last week. I believe the optimal lineup had Brad, Kevin Harvick, even though he really didn't do much himself, and it had Austin Dillon because Austin basically at his cheap price with the, the dominator points that he had, he scored over 80 DraftKings points. You know, he just kind of became that low on guy that you, you had to have if you were going to, uh, if you were going to win anything uh, last Saturday night uh, at, at 10,000 on FanDuel, he's, I, he's got to be hands off unless you truly do believe that he's going to be one of the, the top three lap leaders. And, you know, Based off of what he's done the, the last couple of weeks, I mean, I don't think you can rule him out, but I don't have him highlighted as a as a dominator option. At seventy eight hundred, the the debate gets a little bit different on on DraftKings. You know, they, DraftKings is not pricing in his recent history; they're just pricing in where he's where he's starting. Could Austin lead some laps tonight? I mean, it's it's definitely it it's it's there, but can I? project him to to lead at least 10 percent of the of the race and i'm for, for my money and for for yours i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say austin a top 10 finish yeah and i mean if you want to if you want to pay a top 10 finish like what he did in the in the spring at 7800 and kind of hope that the guys around him they don't pick up positions they possibly wreck out then yeah that's a that's a way to go but as a potential dominator, I don't think I can get on board with that. The uh, driver, and this is on DraftKings. He's not getting uh, near the ownership on, on Fandle that he is on DraftKings. Uh, that is Chris Boucher starting 23rd, 6,000 on DraftKings. Is he your favorite value play of the week? On a, on a week like this, prop, probably not, like, the the ownership is really confusing me on on Busher. Like initially, I didn't list him as a tournament play. I didn't list him as a as a cash play. Um, there are cheaper guys that I prefer than him for 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 cash. You look at his 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 history here. Twenty third back in the in the spring, and then you go back to when he was racing for JTG Doherty. Seventeenth, twenty second, nineteenth, thirty sixth, twenty seventh, thirty ninth. So kind of at his ceiling, he's probably a 15th to a 17th place finish, and he's only starting 23rd. So I mean, you can give him maybe a, a handful of spots that he's that he's going to gain. Which, you know, I guess if he 
if he's one of your last guys guys in that you're kind of hoping that he hangs around on the lead lap and he doesn't get lapped and he outscores everybody else around him because he stays on the lead lap then I can I can get on board with with that but you know they're like I would I would rather pay the hundred dollars extra on DraftKings or save the fifteen hundred bucks on FanDuel and go up to Ty Dillon and start twenty eighth. Michael McDowell starts 26th and is cheaper on both sides. Ryan Priest, who has one less position to, to gain, but actually has an average, a better average finish than Chris Busher is, is cheaper. Like, I think it, if, if you're looking for a cheap guy where the ownership could be concentrated around to, to get off of, I think Busher's the guy that you, 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 heck, you could even fade Busher and probably get, get yourself a good leg up on the field. By right now in, in chat, uh, Joey, he's going to be giving away a free NASCAR weekly pass in chat today. Just so go, go right in that chat, tells you exactly what you got to do. So uh, nice little giveaway that Joey's got going on here today. Uh, as we move into uh, tier number four, so this is drivers in the under 6K and below. Uh, we'll, we'll start off here with Joshua. He says, last spot in one of my three max entries, Busher, Ty Dillon, or McDowell DraftKings. I think I'm going to go with, with with Ty Dillon. He's got the most he's got the most place differential. He's got the the best driver rating. His average finish is the is the best too, and it's dragged down by what happened in the in the spring. He's the driver that couldn't miss Ryan Blaney after he spun out and and, and T boned him. But uh, you know Ty was probably in line for about a, a 21st to a 22nd place finish that day. I think Ty gives you a better floor than than both of those guys. And if you look at, at Ty's uh, numbers here at Bristol, he's got a couple of 15-place finishes. So starting 28th, if he can get back to that because it's a wreck-filled race and he keeps hanging around, getting his lead back, then, I mean, that's going to definitely pay off more than what Busher or McDowell can do for you. By the way, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, be sure to smash that like button. Also, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know a new episode out. Also, these shows are available in podcast form. Just go to awesomeo.com, click the Awesomeo Podcast Network, and that will exactly give you links to everywhere where the show is available. Now, you know, I mentioned about the favorite value play. Punt play is another term that we, we talk about in DFS. And we were talking about this, you know, a little before the, the show started, and you mentioned a driver to me starting 30 seconds, JJ Yelly. Okay. We've got to we, we we've got to do some background to explain why Yaley's where 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 he's at. For some inexplicable reason, the, the 15 team, which is premium motorsports, they kicked the regular driver to the curb for the week, which would have been Brennan Poole. They kicked him to the curb. Brought in J.J. Yaley, who would who would generally week in, week out uh, drive for, for Rick Ware. Yaley's got whatever sponsorship it is. They're sticking Yaley in the in the 15. So he's going to spot fill this this ride this week. So Yaley keeps that 30-second starting position, position that, that pool would have had. Well, you know, this kind of put DraftKings and FanDuel in a, in a weird position. And they basically gave Yaley um, – Brennan pool salary. So he's stone minimum 3000. Of course, there's a bunch of guys that are three K on, on FanDuel this week. And he's the second cheapest driver on, on DraftKings. 
if you look at the race sheets, I kept Brennan Poole's um, information in there from the spring race because, of course, Brennan was the one driving that. But mm-hmm. uh, Yaley has been week in and week out the best of these pump plays with with his driving and his equipment, and now he's getting a step up in equipment. Basically, you know, you're you're you're, you're putting a better driver in in this in this car. So perhaps Yaley can do as much or more than what Brennan did in the spring. And that was a 24th place finish after starting, starting 34th. So Gailey's incredibly cheap. He's done pretty well here at, at Bristol, considering what he's been, what he's been driving, you know, for the, for the, for the savings, for the, for the driver, for the equipment in this, in this range. I, I think Gailey is probably the, the preferred pump play out of everybody for DraftKings. So I just put Yaley as a punt on FanDuel. Locked him in. Let me see what it spits out. The first line that comes up with Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, that's perfect. That is perfect. That, 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 now that is FanDuel. That that is not DraftKings. That's FanDuel. I'll do one. I'll do one for uh, for DraftKings. But that can give you an idea of what you can do on FanDuel if you want to take him at three thousand dollars. Yeah. And you know, kind of in that in that same note, like if you play a bunch of multi-mass entry and you don't want sixty percent or seventy percent JJ Yaley in case you know whatever happens, this is a week that I don't mind playing Quinn Half. Like Whoa. you can you can you can swap in Yaley and Half easily because you know Half is forty five hundred. Uh, Yaley's only forty six hundred, so there's only the, the uh, only the hundred dollar difference between them. Half has raced three times at Bristol in his career, and his finishes have gotten a, a little bit better with each race. His first race was thirty second. Next race was thirtieth. In the spring, it was twenty seventh. So Half is obviously learning something in this in this car, and. Starting thirty third, there's a little bit of place differential there, but I mean, once again, this is kind of like Yaley. You you you're getting so much savings because of where these drivers are at on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea on DraftKings. You can get Brad, you can get Kyle, you can get Blaney, Jimmy Johnson, Chris Busher. Yeah, and and that that gives you three, maybe even four potential dominators, and then you're just kind of hoping that Busher hangs around on that lead lap. Yeah, by the way, if you do have any questions, uh, leave those in, in the comments. But to, in terms of, of this Tier 4, outside of uh, some of the drivers we've always we, – we seem to always talk about Daniel Suarez every week as somebody. Is, is there maybe someone like a him, a Corey LaJoy, someone like that, that uh, sticks out to you in this uh, tier? Yeah, this is definitely a week to go back to Suarez. Um, I don't know about Fandle at, at 5K, but he's definitely in play. On DraftKings, he got priced down to 5,400, so he's where he basically should be. Mm-hmm. Um, if this was any other race, we, Suarez would basically be maxed out at where we expect him to, to finish, because he you know he's he is kind of a 27th through 30th place uh, place car. But the name of the game here at Bristol sometimes is attrition, and that is what Suarez has been able to do this year in the in the 96 car. Uh, you look at his history at jgr at stewart haas i mean he was always gonna he was always a definitely a top 15 but he could find his way into the into the top 10 you know he he did that uh 
last year at Stuart Haas in both both Bristol races. He finished eighth in both of those races. Well, you fast forward to the to the spring race. He starts, I believe it was 37th or uh, 38th, and he came home 18th. Why? Because he just simply avoided the wrecks. He knew where to put himself to stay clean. Got a good, got a little good luck on his on his side, and he maneuvered his way through the through the field. And I think that that's something that we can, you know, hopefully expect from from Suarez again uh, tonight. Uh, Hoodmaster over in Premium Slack says uh, thoughts on Nemechek, DraftKings GPP, drop to Kenseth or Dylan a better play. Nemechek, good for cash. Mm-hmm. For and you know, quite frankly, we only have one race for for John Hunter to go off of, and I mean, his his nickname is Nemarek, and somehow he avoided the wrecks in the in the May race, came home, finished thirteenth. I mean, he was uh, he started eighteenth, so he was he 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 was there among the lead lap. Um, lead lap guys and he just kind of stayed there he fought his way hung out there all all day as for tournaments that's a that's a that's a good question you know quite frankly i think because of that place differential he's probably a better play in tournaments than either reddick or or kins at, at this point of course, uh, this is the NASCAR DFS strategy show. When you're looking to get uh, access to those ownership projections, top drivers tool, you got to sign up for NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95. All you got to do is go to Osmo.com, and right there you see Osmo Plus. Click that. You can sign up for a weekly pass to get you access to all of our NASCAR ownership projections, driver projections, and the top drivers tool. Also, uh, the free content up today at Osmo.com. We've got the NFL Express top, stool, top stack tool. NBA ownership rankings and MLB ownership projections. Uh, next up, we'll go. Uh, Michael says, um, "Who are some of the plays starting further back that have a good chance to move up a little bit?" McDowell, Wallace, Nemechek. Those are three guys he mentioned. Yeah, uh, the guys that we like legitimately can give ten to fifteen place differential points to. I think you're looking at John Hunter. You're looking at at Ty Dillon. You might be looking at Michael McDowell. You know, in the spring race, he came home, finished, uh, finished, I believe, yeah, 14th. Ryan Priest, because he starts so far forward in 22nd, he's he's a, he's a little more come and, come and go. Um, if you're in this range, I would probably mark off Corey LaJoy. Corey, Corey's in a tailspin right now. Corey probably doesn't have a ride lined up for, for next year, and I think it might be affecting – how he's performing performing now and even if you look at his at his averages average finish of 28.7 over the last seven races he doesn't he only had he's only finished four of those races and he doesn't have a single race where he's finished on the on the lead lap so i'm 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 definitely hands off with with uh, with Corey. like at that salary i would just rather go to garrett smithley who starts dead last and can who i can at least say is going to move forward uh, Mason says, uh, does Blaney being in a basically must win make him too risky to play since he'll be trying to force passes? I mean, that that's definitely on the table. That's one of the things that you have to worry about with Blaney is that in the pursuit of being aggressive to get to the lead that he just overdoes it and, you know, possibly cooks his tires on the, on the way, because, you know, th- that, that is one of the things that's going to happen is that if he's being 
too aggressive. Like he's going to pass people initially, but then he's going to just cook his tires and he's going to get, he's going to get stuck. And then they're going to be left with doing stuff on, on pit road, trying to, trying to get him to the lead. Uh, Blaney's been so good and, you know, perhaps this is the race that he puts it to puts it together and wins. But I mean, that is a legitimate worry that you can have with, with Ryan tonight. Same thing with, with, uh, Matty D. Who is a driver that's low owned that sticks out to you the most? Is there someone in particular, when you look at say they're under right now, 15% ownership that you stick out to you and say, you know what, man, I think that's a spot we can capitalize on. Let me, yeah, we have Eric Almarola sitting at a donut. We've got Eric Almarola sitting at zero. It's like probably like zero point whatever uh, per percent. If you're, yeah, he starts 10th. You, you, you need a top 10 finish out of Eric. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, if you look, God, if you look at his finishes, it is, it is pitiful. 29th, 29th, 37th, 31st, a sixth, and then 37th and 20, 22nd. So I mean, God, the if you're wanting to fade a guy because of track history, which is why I'm not I'm not really that high on Martin Truex Jr. tonight as a as a potential uh, lap leader. Zero, God, with what you have to do to get over the field at zero point whatever ownership for Eric Almarola as a as a GPP play in your in your lineups. I mean. That that's so inconsequential. It's it's crazy. Uh, another question we got here. This is from Force. He says thoughts on using Harvick or Truex Jr. as a contrarian dominator choice in a three max. Harvick is the. Let me go back up here to the to the numbers here. We've got Harvick. Lower than he probably is on a on a week to week basis at eighteen percent eighteen percent ownership, but he's still got a forty two point nine percent chance of being a a top six score. Um, you have to worry about the worry about the salary, of course, because he's the second highest priced uh, priced driver. I mean, Harvick has been incredibly incredibly fast. Like uh, something that want all of you guys to go go do and you probably follow, already follow him on twitter already is go check out uh fantasy racing online jordan mcabee he he has a an article that he puts out every week for for his site and he he he, he put he always puts in there the, the the green flag speed and harvick's green flag speed right now is just blowing everybody else away i mean mm-hmm. i hadn't realized it until i read the article but harvick is just running so incredibly fast right now it's 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 not even fair so Harvick as a, as a as a low on dominator I can get behind, but Truex Truex is another guy that just inevitably he finds a way at the end of the race at Bristol to just to to fall back. Like it's it's crazy how a driver that can average twenty four laps led and thirty three point fastest laps over the last seven races here at Bristol has an average finish of nineteen point nine. In fact, I think over Truex's last. 22 races here at Bristol. He only has three top 10 finishes. Like it is, it is bananas just how Truex finds his way to either wrecking or whatever, whatever issue at the end of, at the end of these, at the end of these races, like his average running position in the seven, 
races is 14th, but then that average finish is nearly 20th. So just bad luck continues to happen to Truex and he falls back at the end of the, at the end of the race. And God, you know, I, I hate to be superstitious, but I think that might inevitably happen again to Truex tonight. You know, just kind of looking at some other uh, names that we really haven't, I feel like we haven't touched. I don't feel like we touched on Eric Jones much at all. I mean, he's starting 20th, 9,400 on, on DK, 9,200 on FanDuel. Uh, Clint Boyer starting 11th, 8,400 on DK, but 10,700 on FanDuel. Yeah, um, Eric has run really well here at, at Bristol. He's average, He's actually averaging 41.9 laps led and 25.6 fastest laps over his uh, last seven races here at at a uh, at bristol he's got three top five finishes over those over that span like because of his salary he he's a little he's a little out of out of range for for cash like i i've got him listed as a cash play because of that place differential and his potential to get a top a top five but i think probably the the better option is just to save money and go with jimmy johnson uh yeah Jones should be in your Jones should be in your player pool, and Clint Boyer has been a guy that you can count on to lead laps here. I mean, his his finishes here, you've got yeah five straight top ten finishes and a second place that happened in the in the spring. So you know Boyer would be a, another guy that you that you should play as a GPP option for a guy that could get you a top five and probably scrape some some uh, dominator points together. And, of course, uh, the race coming up here uh, tonight. Of course, if you have any other questions for Phil, best way is just uh, tweet at him, at Race Sheets. Of course, I am at Jason underscore four. We've got a ton of content coming for you here on Osmo.com today. We've got an NFL show coming up here at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. The MMA show will be at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then we've got uh, MLB live before lock. That is at 6. And then after that, we'll have the NBA live before lock. So a ton of uh, content here at Osmo.com. Phil, as always, man, uh, Great talking a little NASCAR DFS with you, and we'll be uh, we'll be back next week, man. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. All right. See y'all later. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.